0: Hi, and welcome back to Inside Fitness Now. I'm Ina Koppel. No?
1: It's straight talk. Ah, shit. <laughs> F8, Billy, but we're not, we don't want to delete that. I'm going to use that. I <laughs> can't. Okay, I'm going to have to press F8 again. Also, let's use this clip as well, because it's funny. Okay. I'm over it. It used to be that you were like, I was thinking about getting us cups that said you're number one boss and I'm number two boss, but on today, I get to be the cup that gets number one boss. I
0: was just laughing at myself. Oh, God. I think you have to do this. I I got the giggles. Okay,
1: I'm over it. I understand. I've had this before. You go. And welcome back to Straight Talk with Ina. Really? (laughs) You're killing me over here. (laughs) Hold on to this one also. I can't with you. (laughs) Look at me, I'm so serious. (laughs) Yeah, really? When did
0: you become the boss?
1: (laughs) I know. When did I become serious on anything?
0: That was fun. (laughs) It's over.
1: I didn't even say chia seeds, but like.
0: Oh, yeah that no, was too good that was great
1: chia seeds and apple juice that gets me every time
0: <sighs> okay I'm ready now <clears throat> hi and welcome back to Straight Talk with Ina I'm Ina Koppel and
1: I'm Raina Butler and on today's podcast we'll be discussing body image and confidence this is a big one you yeah. know this was was really a that okay great see that told you great. it's not just Excellent. me it's you huh <laughs> okay <laughs> are we done no we're not done i'm not leaving till we get this (laughs) we are not leaving without talking about body image and confidence fine i'm confident that we're gonna lose it again
0: (laughs) okay fine done (laughs) Inside Fitness Now with Ina and Raina, The inside scoop on everything fitness. Inside Fitness is everything you need to know. Now, Straight Talk with Ina. Hi, and welcome back to Straight Talk with Ina. I'm Ina Koppel. And I'm Raina Butler. And on today's
1: podcast, we'll be discussing... Body image and confidence. This is a very big topic for us. So this topic was inspired by our clients. IFN has recently opened up Another part of our business, we're now taking on clients for branding and social media consulting. So a lot of times our clients, you know, they're not confident and we're not quite sure why. They really have great ideas and they have amazing missions, but they just can't seem to project that on social media and they can't seem to project it to us. And Ian and I kept on going back and not understanding why these brands weren't just taking off and exploding. And finally, it hit us. They're not confident, not in their brand, not in their mission, not in what their business plan is. They don't like the way they look.
0: Yeah, how you feel about your body and how you think you look is going to make a big difference in how you portray yourself because, okay, you know, this is a whole new world in terms of sharing anything about your business or what you do. It used to be you would put a flyer on a wall. You would send someone an email, right? You would hand a business card. Well, now promoting yourself means you yourself, if you're a personal brand, you have to be on video, on camera, on the social media platforms where you attract attention and create community and communicate with people. So people who are are normally good with writing or doing business in person might not be comfortable with being on video or photos. Let's face it, you know, Some people don't like the way they sounded on an answering machine back in the day, right? Well, now they don't like how they look on camera. I think it's really tough to put yourself out there. And people who are not confident in their uh, looks and in their physical appearance won't be themselves on camera. And that becomes very challenging for us when we work with people who need to be on there all the time.
1: Okay, so in our last episode, we touched on tough love. And Mm -hmm. I think tough love and body image and confidence really kind of go together. So can you tell our audience how you really applied that and help these people Mm -hmm. with their image? Mm -hmm. So one of the things, and again,
0: you know, not just with our clients, a lot of this really came across with our members. Um, When I was running a gym, a lot of times members didn't feel confident in the way they looked and so they were embarrassed to exercise or embarrassed to exercise in public or embarrassed to perform a lift and so if you have to be out in public whether it's in a gym whether it's you know on social media if you're not comfortable with your appearance you're going to you know it's going to affect the way that you're thinking it's going to affect the way that you're giving across information and so sometimes when I see our clients uncomfortable and resistant to being on social media when they really need to be because they have a brand where they need to be on social media. Um, I realize that it doesn't have as much to do with the fact that they disapprove of social media as much as it has, I think it has a lot to do with their physical appearance and how they feel about their bodies. And so sometimes we'll have these conversations and I'll have to give them tough love and say, it's not, you know, a lot of times it's not what you think it is. A lot of times people are resistant to going on social media because they don't like how they look. And it isn't so much that they disapprove of the platforms themselves as that's an excuse. And so instead of making them feel better about it, I have to give them some tough love and say, hey, time to get in shape. Um, That's number one, not only for us, in the office um, not only for my family but also for my clients how you feel about your physical well-being how you feel about your body uh, will directly impact how you come across on camera if you're confident you'll hold yourself a certain way if you're confident and you feel good about yourself then you'll let more of your personality shine through and that's really what customers will want to see from you and I think that the number one thing that you have to do when you're starting to work with a client when it comes to you know branding and when they're a personal brand is that you have to make sure that they feel good about themselves and so I always advise them to start a proper
1: nutritional program get a coach start working out okay so you're talking about nutrition okay that's pretty easy I'm gonna say for most people if you stop eating a little junk food you're gonna lose a little weight you're gonna like what you see on the skin you're gonna like what you see in the mirror but let's talk about working out. Uh-huh. What, what do you think would be the quickest, most efficient? Because now we're talking about entrepreneurs, uh-huh. people who are gonna be opening up businesses, they're gonna be very short on time. Uh-huh. What would you say <laughs> would be the best and quickest way for these people to stay fit? but also see results. Yeah, so that's
0: a good question. And also the people who need to launch on social media, um, launch their brand, we don't have a lot of time for them to be doing, you know, months and months of exercise and dieting. And we also don't wanna deplete them and we don't wanna put them on any strict diets so that they can have extreme results. The biggest bang for your buck in fitness is always and will always be strength training. Now, a lot of people say to me, well, you know, I'm not gonna lose fat by gaining muscle. Uh, Yeah, you are. And if you aren't seeing the results you want, it's because your nutrition isn't tight. So if you're building muscle and you bring out your athletic physique, that's going to take you no more than four to eight weeks to start seeing results on a proper program like Starting Strength that trains total body movements and the most muscle mass every single workout. So you'll get the biggest bang for your buck, barbell training. And then if you just tighten up your nutrition, you're going to start to see some of this muscle, what women call tone, come through because you've dropped a little body fat, but not at the cost of your health or at the cost of building that muscle. So I always make sure that, you know, the first thing that our that our clients do is they get strong. Stronger because it'll make them more confident, because it'll build muscle and tone the fastest, because it'll make them feel good in their clothing. Guys come to me and they're like, listen, I want to look good in my suit. I want to look good in my t-shirt. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you need to start doing bench press and presses and squats and deadlifts and bringing out your athletic physique and strength train. So yeah, that's important.
1: I love what you're saying. Now, even if you're not an entrepreneur or you know, going to be opening a business, even if you're, like, a mom or just, like, a regular person, like a dad, and you just have a nine-to-five. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think they wonder, and it's something that I wondered, how long does a typical session of you call, like, weightlifting, how long in the beginning, because I guess they're a beginner or, as they mm-hmm. call it in the starting trade world, a novice, mm-hmm. how long does a session... Yes. typically, when in the, you're in a novice?
0: In the beginning, um, n- because you don't need a lot of time to recover in between sets because the weight isn't heavy, you can bang out three lifts in an hour uh, with less rest because, you know, you're in the learning phases, the weight's not that heavy, and then as common sense would dictate, you know, once the weight is heavy, you need longer breaks, and that could be a 90-minute session. But remember, in as little as twice a week of training, you could have tremendous results and maintain. So... Um, I don't know any other program that will yield these great results with this little exercise time, especially if you're a busy entrepreneur, uh, you're a busy person at home, and you don't have a lot of time, and you're inconsistent with your schedule, strength training is the way to go. You build
1: some muscle, it'll pay you back in dividends. I love that. I really... It's so interesting you're saying it, like you only have to do it twice a week. Mm -hmm. I know like personally... I do strength train, but I do love a little cardio. Mm -hmm. And to get a workout, you have to do that every single day. And I'm talking like seven days a week to see results.
0: Mm -hmm, Because when you're doing, uh, if you're relying on cardiovascular exercise solely to ward off um, fat, to ward off, Unhealthy, you know, lifestyle and you want to really be consistent and you want to see results. It's only as good as the moment that you're in. So with cardio exercise, you're only getting the benefit while you're doing it. And so if you wake up in the morning and you're tired, well, guess what? Your workout's gonna be inconsistent. And if your workout's inconsistent, you didn't get the most out of it, it's gonna make you nuts, because you kind of know it. And cardiovascular exercise, something that's aerobics-based, something that you're really just pushing your body through cardio, heavy aerobics classes, it's only as good as that workout. But When you're strength training, you're building muscle, so you're creating an investment situation. You invest in that little bit of time, and then it burns calories for you well after the workout And for that muscle that you built to exist,
1: it has to eat up calories to exist. And so it's working right back for you. Okay, so exercise and nutrition aside, what are other ways that you've helped your clients really achieve the confidence that they need to launch these brands? Because it's really scary. Mm, And I'll even talk like from a fitness professional and you you were a gym owner and you were in this business for 20 years and now you're going a totally different route that takes a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ways you've helped your clients gain that confidence to take that big next step? Well,
0: what I love about the business we're doing now is that it encompasses not just what they're doing with their brand, but other things they have in their personal life. And it's like you talk to these people and you find out like they have all these really cool things they're good at. And sometimes we'll discover that our client will have something they do on the side that's extremely successful, although it's not exactly related to their brand. And you're like, holy cow. Now let's take that and let's transfer some of the skills that you're using for this hobby that you have and apply it to your present brand that you're really uncertain about, the new territory that you're entering in. And what I do to help them build confidence is I show them, look, you're already successful in this arena because most creators, um, creative people are always good at more than one thing because they're always kind of searching for opportunities to be creative and they're always picking different things up and they're and they're usually introducing new things into their the workflow into their life. And so they're learning new skills. And I'll just say, listen, you're great here. Look at this great thing that you're doing. Look at these cool ways that you've learned to navigate this system. Let's apply it over here. And then they realize, oh yeah, I do that over here, but I don't think of it as a job. It's a hobby, you know? And when they see that they're teaching you something, they have that aha moment, it builds confidence in them. Um, People really are very nervous to put themselves out there as a personal brand. And you have to show them, like you've already been doing this in other aspects of your life. This is just something that we're just gonna switch over the effort into some different arena. And once you show people you're good at this thing and you've already done this once, they're gonna be more confident in taking a chance again.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I know some of the way we've also helped our clients and this is where I come into the business is that we change their clothes. And it's so interesting how, like, mm-hmm. something so small that you don't really necessarily think about on a daily Mm -hmm. basis Mm -hmm. makes such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where you
0: really have that special touch and a lot of times Reyna will see that a client feels uncomfortable because they don't feel good about themselves and they feel bad about the way they look and once she puts them in the right clothing and the right colors, they're like, oh my god what a
1: difference, thank you. Like, you know what, I even (laughs) took your family on. Mm -hmm. You sure did, no pressure. (laughs) As clients, For your son's wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I was scared to say the very least. (laughs) Because it was such a big deal. But you know what? First we started with your daughter. You know, she's of course blessed with having like the most perfect little body. She is 18. And we found an $83 dress for her. Mm -hmm. And it looked amazing. And she was like a new person in it. Yeah, she loved the dress. It wasn't expensive. It wasn't crazy. But just that one, like, we found the perfect color in mm-hmm. the right length. She wanted this high-low gown. She wanted a gown that, like, would <clears throat> be big and twirling. And and it was like, boom. And then for the boys, okay, they were a little more challenging. Why are the boys so hard? I don't know. I always expect it to be the women, but it's not. It used to be very easy. You put a boy in a t-shirt and he moves on with his life. No, the boys were really fighting me. They didn't want to go formal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and sometimes, guys, you got to put on a suit and tie. Mm-hmm. And then once they did, and they did what they felt great when they, they saw the pictures. so dapper. Mm-hmm. I wanted to cry when everyone was like all dressed up in their suits mm-hmm. and their ties. They looked amazing.
0: Because what you're saying is once you, once you put them in the clothes that you could see them in, it made them feel like the way that they looked you know and it's the way you saw them so you have to you know really kind of insist apply that tough love to get them to see what you see about them and it makes them more confident once they see themselves look sharp which is only something you could advise them on you're the stylist and last but not least we had you i was easy
1: you were really pretty easy and it shocked me because easy it was too easy almost because usually you like to fight me on every little thing i'm a tomboy you don't want to wear a dress. Nope. You want to wear leggings. The dress has to be able to be pulled over my head. Like no zippers, <clears throat> no like too many buttons. appliques, no buttons, nothing like uncomfortable material. Like I'm willing nope. to suffer for fashion. You're not. No way. And we found you the most gorgeous jersey knit by Halston Heritage, and you look you looked like a queen. It was the color. It wasn't the color. It was just like the perfect fit. It was like because I felt comfortable. Right. Right. As soon as we got you comfortable, it was it was a workout material, but it was a gorgeous gown.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ching.
1: Yeah, and you guys looked amazing. So I
0: think that styling is really important to building confidence, and and that's why I love that we could bring that together. You know, and between the two of us, we help them feel good, look good educate them on what they need to be doing give them the confidence and then they just they just like shine you know they shine they're incredible people I'm, I love it so much yeah I, think
1: I want to talk about more of our clients we have like so many great ones mm-hmm. um, I love working with Brian Jones yes Um, And I love that you bring out and you allow him to be so humorous in his brand. Super important. He's hysterical. Yeah, he's so
0: funny. I, I, I really love that now he's on social media more because he gets to take advantage of all these different platforms. I mean,
1: wait till we get him on TikTok. Oh my gosh, I can't. He did a Reels and Reels is like so new and i was cracking up nailed it made a joke about his dog like not caring about his like awesome weightlifting, Mm -hmm. and it was like really heavy weight and the dog is like just sitting there but i would have never thought to even do something so how did you help like brian come to this realization that he could be funny even though he's a brand and a business Uh,
0: yeah sometimes you have to allow a person like you know the 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 so sometimes the client looks at you and they're kind of like giving you all the serious content and you're like no it's okay. They're like is this okay? Yeah no this is more than okay and then run with it. Like once you tell them to run with the thing that they weren't sure was okay then they go all in then their natural colors just come out and honestly with Brian I have to do very little except tell him what to do with this thing and then he runs with it because he's unnatural. He's going to be an incredible personality for people to enjoy for many years moving forward. That and hasn't even hit the high point yet. Wow, that's really exciting. And I know you're also working with um, the Starting Strength brands. The Starting Strength franchise, I love seeing their content. You can find them all on Instagram. So the Starting Strength franchise has a set of gyms. You can follow them on Starting Strength Dallas, Houston. And they have an incredible list of people and lifters. And I love seeing them on there. But it takes some coaxing to get people to understand, to get owners to understand that you have to be on social media. But, you know, For, like, to show their clients, you know, they're a little bit easier it's a little easier to get them to use the social media if they understand that it, it's to showcase their clients' work and as a shout out to their clients. And that's really what the brand is all about, is about getting their members strong and healthy and building confidence in them. And so the Starting Strength franchise does a great job of that for their members. And now that they've kicked up their social media, it's you know it's endless. You can follow their gyms at startingstrength.com and on their Instagram and, and you can just see them showcasing their clients. And I love seeing the behind the scenes and I love seeing all the PRs and they really just once they understood that it's just to showcase the clients and their results and to show the community everybody picked it up and everybody was
1: running with it now long before we had inside fitness now we had Woodmere fitness club Uh and what I would say as an owner you were so amazing at doing even within the instructors our clients you did a great job of finding what people were good at and helping them become the superstars that they are now. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our listeners a little bit, like what was that process? You know, Let's even do it with us. I was a fitness instructor, your Mm -hmm. instructor, Mm -hmm. and you kind of discovered me Mm -hmm. literally in the middle of a gym floor. Yes. I was new to the neighborhood. Right. And you just saw me walking around. I knew it. You found me. I don't know how you found me. I knew it right away. I don't know why I even talked to you, because you're a stranger, and I was (laughs) 20, and I knew not to talk to strangers. (laughs) and here we are like 12 years later so let's go through the process and procedure how do you like spot the talent how do you help people believe that they are the talent Mm. and how do you make them into the superstars that they are those are a lot not that I'm tooting my own horn but you know maybe
0: (laughs) Those are all really good questions. I'm. You're gonna have to take me down there one by one. Okay. So let's start. How do like, I spot? Yes, a, a successful fitness instructor, or or like
1: even your clients. How do you tell that? How like, do I know if they got it? And if this is someone you're even gonna work with? Um, I read people really well. I
0: can see bullshit a mile away, and I'm not the kind of person that is going to engage you in a conversation and you walk away thinking, uh-huh, I've got her. So I'm gonna pretty much be very open with you and I wear my heart on my sleeve and how people respond to me tells me everything about them. Um, I can see that someone has something special in them if they're if they're making eye contact and if they're engaged in what they're doing and if they're putting their full effort forth. Uh, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so whether it's in the gym or out of the gym, I can see a person's intention and I can see the quality of who they are by how they're doing whatever it is that they're doing when I meet them. If they're half-assing it, it tells me everything about them. So you might say you want something, but if you're half-assing it, well, you're telling me something different. And when it comes to fitness instructors and fitness professionals, if you don't have a level of sincerity... Um, You're not going to be successful because you must be sincere and real in order to take care of people. But you also have to be a bit of a performer. And so you have to have confidence. You have to be creative. And the people who aren't will always kind of take a little longer. Um, Some people didn't come out of their shell as quickly, but you're just like bopping around with your ponytail and smiling and being sweet. And you loved music. And I'm like, all right, well, there's a start. And then you seem to be fit and that you can keep up. You know, and and you know, as soon as I started talking to you, I realized it isn't just fitness that she likes. she loves kids. And if you hit on that point with each person, you find out what they love to do, um, then you then you can guarantee they will be successful. So as a business owner, I had roles that I needed people to fill. And I was always building my team. But I would never try to fit someone into what I wanted them to be because that was a sure way for them to fail. I needed them to... Find what they loved because I knew that's where they were going to put the most effort into, where they felt like they had meaning in their work. And for you, it was working with children. And as soon as I put you in front of kids, you shined. It took you longer to get comfortable with adults because you're more weary of adults because you're such a open book and you're such a, a sweet soul. But don't mess with you. You're from Brooklyn. But you're still a sweet soul that for you it was harder for you to teach adults because people can be mean and harsh. And especially in the fitness industry, I found that clients used to put a lot of pressure on the instructor for their own personal workouts. um, And they weren't as accountable as they should have been for their own workouts. And they were hard on the instructor. And that was very hard for you because you always wanted to be good to people and nice to people. And you would be shocked sometimes by how, nasty and aggressive members could be when they were like I didn't get a good workout in and was like well you're not moving but it would hurt your feelings but when you got in front of kids kids could do no wrong and it didn't matter to you what kids said and kids did you were just giving with them and you were really confident with them and so I needed to put you in a position where you could grow and be happy until you could grow up enough to Take over and and claim, you know, the role of being the head instructor, which you always were made for, but you were just young coming into the business and you needed some protection. So I made sure that I gave you things that you love doing, things related to music and dance, and, you know, I think that you have to really see it in the person's eyes and you can't force things on them. You have to really in time, like I always see things in people, but maybe their life isn't organized. Maybe they're not ready to step up to that position and we can provide the mentorship that we can. And then it's their responsibility to take it and run with it and didn't always work out, but it did with you. It's it. Now, is that the blueprint for all your clients? Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes, I know I can look at someone and know if they're a talent I can look at someone and understand if they're going to do this for the long haul or not. Um, Maybe because, you know, in my childhood, I've had to use my observational skills a lot in order to stay safe. And I would really assess my surroundings a lot. I think that's probably where that came from. um, Being a latchkey kid uh, coming here from Russia and really just kind of supporting myself and living on the street a lot. So I really learned to watch and learn and assess really fast if someone was dangerous or not. And so I really carry those skills with me through life. And I can look at a person and see if what they're saying is matching with what they really intend. And it's really important when a brand comes to you and says, look, I want to be this. And you're like, oh, my God, you're telling me you want to do this. But all your actions are screaming that you want to do something else. And then it's our task to guide them there, you know provide opportunities for them to discover, you know, and that's what it was like in the gym. Like I had all of these coaches and interns and instructors, and um, I had to deliver a product to people who were my members, but I had to protect my instructors and I had to bring out the best in them and, you know, be confident for them until they were ready. It was, it
1: was tough. I like that. You know what I'm hearing in all of this? You know, you hear the word like coach and it sometimes has such a negative connotation. Like health coach, life mm-hmm. coach, you know, like a BSE. Or, of or a like kind of that you season. need a coach. You or know. you need a coach. But sometimes it's like, what does that mean? But what it sounds like to me, like what you're doing, um, that you're using everything you've learned in the fitness industry and then everything you learned becoming a starting strength coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another podcast in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're applying it to help br- other brands and your now clients Mm -hmm. become the best themselves in a coaching format?
0: Definitely, the word coaching for me means mentoring and protecting and protecting, really. I'm very protective of people who work for me or my clients. So, um, sometimes I have to protect them from themselves because they don't realize that they're going to put themselves in a position of getting negative feedback that they're not ready to get. And so, you know, sometimes you got to let the person learn for themselves. But um, the word coaching for me has been something new and it's since I became a starting strength coach because certainly before that I was a trainer. And although I really wanted to help my clients in the best way that I could, I mostly entertained when I was teaching and I instructed, but being a coach is a whole different ballgame. And whether you're a barbell coach or you're a coach who works with brands or a health coach, what it really means is that you're protecting, that you're mentoring, that you're guiding, and you're helping the person become the best while making sure that they're, you know, taking the right steps forward and owning a business, training instructors. It was very challenging. And I had to make sure that when they were coming out um, in front of people, they were their best. And that takes a lot of on-the-side conversations about personal lives and being realistic about balancing their private life, their professional life, the choices they're making, what they want, what they really need. You know, um, it's a tough, tough job, but I really love it because it allows me to bring out the best in people. And if you need someone to believe in you and you need someone to fight for you, you know, we're it. And I think that whether I was doing that with my instructors, my members, uh, with our kids' program, it's the same thing as working with these brands. These are people who have a message to share with the world, and we see their talent. And I think, that, you know, you and I have sat around with a lot of these people, and one thing that they're all they have in common is they do say, at the end, when we're ready to go, right, shake hands, ready to sign, we become their agents. They say, why do you believe in me?
1: Yeah, that seems to be a really reoccurring right? question.
0: It's like the last thing that they want to know, even though they know everything, it's the last tidbit before we walk out the door, like, like, do you really believe in me? Should I really believe in myself? Do I have something? Do you think I have something? And you look at them and you're like, "God damn, that is so great because... I'm going to believe in you for you and I'm going to be strong for you until you come to the realization yourself, until you see what we see. And as soon as we believe in them and they understand that, they start to behave differently and they start to run with it and they start to believe in themselves and their brand takes off.
1: Yeah, and I think that's even the coolest new part of our business. Mm -hmm. Like, before the clients had to choose you Mm -hmm. and you're trying to scoop up clients because that's just the gym business. Um, Sure. this is, even though a lot of people have asked us, uh-huh. you know, to uh-huh. team up with them uh-huh. and work with them, we have a chance to really choose our clients now.
0: Yeah, I think it really has to be the right fit. Because if I don't think I can be effective for you and we're not a match, I don't want to take on that responsibility because I won't be able to help you wholeheartedly. And like I told you, you know, how do I how do I spot the right person? Well, I look in their eyes and I want to see that they have real intentions. and. If you're not the right match for me, you you know, I'm not going to be able to serve you well. And so, for me it's it's being able to be authentic with someone and know they're being authentic with me and if they have good intentions and they want to do something right for the world, well then yeah,
1: we're a match, you know. Yeah, I love that. I think that's the best part.
0: Yeah, you also had that with
1: the kids where you were like, if you just believe in them, Oh, yeah. Right? It was you for them. Yeah, like kids are so simple in that way. Mm -hmm. All they need is a tiny bit of love Mm -hmm. and a tiny bit of attention. And then they all become superstars. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if they're the best dancers. I mean, it was a dance studio. It didn't matter.
0: Yeah, well, Raina had 150 girls in her program. Let's start there. And they were all extremely uh, diverse in their skill levels. So she had boot camp for them, boxing class, dance. And each girl would have you know an ability to try something new, step out of her comfort zone. But what was across the board really obvious was that they come in shy. They come in uncertain. They come in without friends. And because of the way Raina greets them, that sparkle in her eye and the way that she believes, believes in them, it gave them the ability to believe in themselves. And it brought out, all of a sudden, the kid's like a new kid. You're like, wait, was this the girl that wasn't talking to anyone?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, we had this Nets performance in February. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we have to link the video to that. Yes, and like when I spoke to the agent from the Nets, he said, I never had 150 girls. How are you going to ensure to me and uh-huh. to the Nets audience that they're going to put on a good show? Yeah, they were on national TV. Like, this is televised. This is thousands of people. No pressure. A primetime spot. You know, you can't buy these things. No. And I said to myself, I don't know how I'm going to make them into stars, but I'm going to. Because you have 150 kids. Some are naturally great dancers, that's life, and some Uh are not. uh But I said, I am going to work my hardest to Uh make each kid, not just a star, feel like a star, and look like a star that they don't even blend in. You actually, what you
0: did is, you teamed up kids who were natural dancers and great kids with kids that were not natural dancers and were frustrated and struggling. And because you created those pairs, they really got to be buddies for each other and they felt comfortable in the dance floor. But what you also did is you gave each girl what she could handle, what role she could be her best in so that they felt confident when they did come out there.
1: Right, I even had kids who told me they weren't gonna perform. Mm-hmm for like 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And magically when we showed up in the Barclay Center, <laughs> front center. They were front and center <laughs> and they even shot And, and they like, went all out. They went all out like I don't. That's your twelve weeks. I don't even know these kids. Right. Maybe it's the Barclays. Maybe it's the lights. Maybe it's the music. I don't know what it is. But even for twelve weeks, I didn't even know these kids. That's right. And by the time they left, they were superstars. And and because of it, they became like popular in school. Mm-hmm. They went from having no friends to probably yeah. too many friends. Well, they're on in, TV. Yeah. Right. Getting in trouble in school for talking. <laughs> the parents <laughs> told me I was never so excited to hear that that was a remark in their report card.
0: So what is the difference between you know the moment they're on stage and before? Is that you believed in them the whole way through, and also you gave them things to shine with, and it's the same thing for our clients now. We believe in them. We choose the clients that we can be the most service to, that we have strong points for, someone we can really deliver service to, and then we give them things to shine with, and they and they can go off on their own and and you know deliver it to the world. But if you believe in someone and you spot something special in them and you can be a good mentor to them and and protect them and and empower them and teach them, then their natural abilities will come
1: through and their talent shines. Yeah, and even, I think, just your members and regular normal people who are not Mm -hmm. in a fitness industry or entrepreneurs, you're actually right now working with a client who's in education. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you're... I mean, and I would consider education a regular people job. There's a lot of educators and teachers, and shout out to you guys. You guys are now becoming what I would like to call essential workers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, it is, it is not easy to go back to work... Uh, in a school setting right now and and, not worry for your health. And so, you know, I've had to work with teachers who have had to adopt a Zoom life, who've had to make a decision on, you know, speech pathologist, Esther Nahon. You know, she's had to revamp her whole business because being in person wasn't possible for her. And so she's got to deal with, you know, her personal life, you know, being home and sedentary more, losing the, the contact with the children, which she used to feed off of, right? Having to transition to Zoom and now back to school. And so, you know, some of the things that, that are important when we meet is, you know, I've, I've got to fix problems quickly. And, you know, some of the things she and I talk about are ways that we can improve the Zoom experience for her, how she can get her message across. You know, her whole mission is to help children, whether it's with learning, whether it's with speech, whether it's with friendships. And if she's not well and she doesn't have direction, it's going to be really difficult for her to make the choices she she needs to in her career. And I can't tell you, you know, when I met her, she was, right away, I saw talent in her. She's a very special young lady. And, you know, now she's does so much work in education and, and in learning and in schools and on Zoom. And it's like, you know, I love seeing her in her workflow. She's a master at it and super creative. And, you know, what was really important was letting her know that I see something in her and that gave her the confidence to take the next step forward. I've never had to do the work for her. I just had to believe in her and then we just brainstorm ideas. But, you know, one of the things that we always work on is reframing everything. You know, where are you now? Where do you want to be going? What are some of the hurdles? What are the, some of the practical hurdles that are related to the, you know, Department of Education? What are the hurdles that are related to students and their personal life and you and your life? And, you know, how can you deliver the best service and be in the best position to stay strong for your clients? And I think for teachers right now, safety is a very big concern and um, they don't have a lot of information. Is a lot of uncertainty in terms of going back to work. Work and and what we do know about COVID and what we don't know. And it's very difficult for teachers to feel comfortable with kids and work with them, you know, when they're not sure about their own safety. And so it's it's a challenging time, but it's really it's really great to be working with people who want to go to the next level with their brand, even as teachers, even as educators. It's uh they get to be really creative and social media allows them to express that. But you have to, you know, you have to make people feel safe and confident and you know capable and then the doors open for them but safe is just as important as confident at this point
1: yeah definitely we're living living in a different day and age now one last question for you Reena. Um, how do you think that fitness plays into all of our brands That we're working with. Do you think it plays a big part? Yeah, obvious that uh, it's become obvious for us that most of our clients
0: are fitness based, whether they're gym franchise owners or their individual fitness brands or their teachers. So um, fitness is kind of the language that we all speak. And we understand that fitness is one of those tools that we can use to improve people's life. And it's also a way to express ourselves. So for instance, Mr. W, he is a a gym teacher and he's a great storyteller. So even though he's engaged in in gym time with the kids, it's really his stories that come across to them. So it's like, you look at him from the outside and you're thinking, okay, well, you know, we're branding a gym teacher. Oh, really, you're not. You're branding a storyteller. And it's in those stories where those lessons are taught and where the value is delivered. And it's in those stories where he finds meaning in his work because he can help a child overcome pain, loss, suffering, fear, anxiety. And that's really what helps him feel like he's got meaning in his work, but he's in fitness. And I think that fitness is what unites us. And um, working with teachers who are in fitness working with talents who are our fitness brands influencers it doesn't matter if you're a soccer coach it doesn't matter if you're an instructor the you know that fitness is valuable to you and that's how you are your best and it binds all of our clients i think that it's something that they use to be their best selves and then from there how they engage with their members is a little bit different but everybody believes in the fact that fitness is medicine right now exercise is medicine and so it binds all of us and and we tend to relate to people in the fitness field more also because you know it's kind of like the unspoken word it's the given we all understand what it means to be in that field and how valuable it is and so it it really that's our community at this point
1: Yeah, I love that. And I love everything you said about believing in them. And once you believed in them, Mm -hmm. they just, that's it. They believe in themselves.
0: Yeah, it really is amazing to me. No matter how old the person is that we're dealing with, no matter how incredible they seem to us and how strong. And this holds true for even people who are not seeking our services. Sometimes I'll be speaking with some of my colleagues and, you know, 'll we'll get off the phone and they'll text me like thanks for believing in me thanks for believing in my idea and all it takes is one person to confirm what you're thinking inside and now you feel like yeah what I've been thinking is true the thing that I want to do really is possible because this one person believed in me and so if we're that one person for these people who are trying to help everyone else out there with their brand I'm thrilled to be their representative it only takes one person Person to believe in you. And that can be your teacher, that can be your coach, that can be your friend. And it really opens up doors for you and helps you be your best self. Everybody
1: needs someone to believe in them. And that's what we're here for. I really feel like we got it straight today. You sure did. know can you tell everybody where they can find you in the IFN offices?
0: Yes. Okay, you can find Inside Fitness Now on Instagram, on Facebook, InsideFitnessNow.com on our website where you can find our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. Basically, look we're up. We're on every podcast. I know, I know. Not look just up Apple. Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher. <laughs> uh, Inside Fitness Now, everywhere, and check us out. And we're going to be launching our YouTube channel soon. And if you look on our Instagram and you look on our YouTube, you'll still see content from when we owned a gym not too long ago. And I encourage you to scroll down and check that out because it's awesome and it's still part of who we are. See you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye.
1: You've been listening to Inside Fitness Now with Ina and Rena. The inside scoop on everything fitness on Instagram, Facebook and podcast
0: Inside Fitness Now.